0: Hi, I'm Carrie,
1: And this is Curtis.
0: Welcome to Money Affects Everything. These conversations are meant to discuss the many ways money affects every area of our life. Our goal is to help you change your perspective on money from being the pursuit to seeing money as a tool to fund the life that you want to live. might seem like a strange topic to talk about, but I've found that it's more common than a lot of people care to admit. Uh, so the word shame, the definition is a painful feeling of humiliation or distress that's caused by the consciousness of wrong or foolish behavior. But I've been studying shame little through some books and podcasts and TED talks that I've watched. And shame is different from guilt. And this was a big thing for me to learn. So we feel guilt when we've done something bad. So we totally forgot to meet someone from for lunch and we stood them up and so we feel guilty about that. But if we feel shame it means that we believe that we are bad or deeply flawed, and that is a very internal belief about ourselves, and so when it comes to financial shame, it means that that we feel shame for the way we handle our money, and I wouldn't be surprised if that perks up some ears that are listening right now. Uh, If you've ever laid in bed at night and felt like you weren't good enough that you either have not saved enough money, that you've been foolish with your money, you've spent too much money, or sometimes people even feel shame when they have a lot of money. Uh, Perhaps you inherited some wealth and you feel shame that you don't deserve this money because you didn't earn it. Uh, So that's the topic we're going to explore today. Uh, Curtis, have you ever met anyone or you yourself ever felt shame?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a great point And, uh, I, I typically talk about it from this idea of like enoughness. And I think you hit on all of those different areas of, um, bringing in wealth, retaining wealth, giving wealth, just having wealth and really at some level, everyone has some challenge with one of those buckets. Uh, some people, it's almost every bucket. Other people, it really is a specific one about they don't earn enough, or that they're uh, you spending as a, a tool. Um, and and I think it's really important to spend time trying to figure out um, your relationship with money and what potentially you can do to help better your relationship with money so that, again, as we kind of go back to the, the, the shape of uh, this podcast, it really comes back to using money as a tool rather than as something that really gets put up on a, a pillar um, in and of itself.
0: Right. And uh, we live in a culture where money, how we measure our worth. I I believe that some people are shifting away from that and that some shame can come from even hearing the word wealth and that they're worried that you know if they even talk about wealth that that could either be really good or really bad. So um, let's talk about some of maybe the extremes. So with money being tied to success there is the extreme of people being judgmental Mm
1: -hmm.
0: of themselves and each other when there is a disparity of wealth where uh, let's say i worked for a company and felt like i was making a good living and i'm paying all my bills but i feel shame because my neighbor or my relative or my friend Makes more money than I do, and so they have uh, a better car. Mm-hmm. They have a boat, and I don't. Uh, things like that, and so we might feel some shame because we can't afford to buy those type of things. And uh, so, yeah have you have you had people that have that guilt, or I shouldn't say the word guilt, but shame that they don't have enough?
1: Right, and. Yeah, I think if clients feel like they don't have, if they're not good enough, they, they connect that to feeling like they don't have enough. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that's part of that thing is they really could have enough. And it's really important to look from that lens of what I might call a, a personal benchmark or thinking about what are you really trying to accomplish there. And you're not trying to accomplish those same things. If you really wanted a boat, you could have a boat, proverbially, I don't know your financial situation. Uh, But I I think that's something that comes up time and time again where people are making these comparisons and when you really go through it, it's like, is that really what you want to accomplish? Because if that's what you want to accomplish, then let's reorient what we're, we're doing and make sure that that value that you have it's getting financed, and we can plan a little bit differently to accomplish that. But often it really comes back to, well, I didn't want a boat. I, 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 want, I want to be on someone else's boat. And that, that I think is that important piece of don't focus on that enough piece, but focus on the personal piece of thinking through your relationship with money and uh, I think really trying to figure out where, where in your relationship, do you have that challenge? Uh, do you, uh, I'm just thinking of the pick up the check everywhere that you're going. Um, are, are you uh, aggressively trying to, uh, show that wealth? Um, are you trying to repent and atone with your, your wealth and, uh, give a lot of it away? Um. All of those different things can come up uh, in when we're looking at the client's cash flow. And I, I think it, again, just comes back to saying, where, where do we want to spend um, the money? And figuring out uh, the best way to allocate that. Uh, but it really starts with someone's values themselves and making sure that we're clear about where they're running into uh, personal barriers about shame and um, you know finding enough within themselves
0: right and as a general rule I feel like if you are beating yourself up about money then you probably do have money shame Mm -hmm. uh, of some form or fashion and if it is just about comparing yourself to others then that is a conversation of just getting back to your core values and your core goals There are times where feeling that shame of not having enough could be a good motivator in that if uh, a good example is, let's say you just turned 50 years old and you feel like you have not saved enough for retirement. Mm -hmm. And I have run across some people and they start right off the bat confessing their Mm sins of, oh my gosh, I've, I've barely saved in my 401k. I've never done an IRA. And I'm so shameful that I'm, I'm just such a bad saver. And I said, that's fine. I'll be your financial priest. I'll absolve you of your sins. But we need to move forward and start putting some steps in place. Because, yeah, if you have not saved and you're 50 years old, it will take you some time then and some effort and perhaps some sacrifice to then be able to save up enough money so you can retire comfortably. Mm-hmm. But don't let the shame... Uh, keep you hidden and Mm -hmm. in the dark, uh, because it is typical of all human beings that if there's a tough subject and we know we are not doing what we should, then we hide and run away from it. It's like that, the proverbial junk drawer of, ugh, I just don't even want to deal with it, but you do need to tackle it.
1: Right. And, And, and that's really important. Starting where you are, not trying to jump ahead to where you want to be. And uh, I think of social media, even as a potential lens from a starting point, start with a forum on the social media platform that you use and just familiarize yourself with what are people talking about and taking those small steps. And I I think the Reddit personal finance forum is a a great uh, starting spot. Um, where, what I've seen there is people celebrating small victories, asking some good questions about their budget. That's a you know, starting point, but that's also exactly what we're talking about, which is finding a way to take that first step, to acknowledge where you are, uh, and to kind of let go of where you've been at some level. Uh, and, and really then say okay, what's the next step you can take and then as you continue to build on that that's really where it comes back to taking that offline finding maybe an advisor or some some long-term books that you can really dive into and uh, get some more knowledge uh, to build on from there
0: yeah I, I agree there are some great resources out there about shame I'm a big fan of Brené Brown, and that's where the B is in boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she has uh, a TED Talk that's become famous that's uh, called "Listening to Shame." And uh, watching that was very interesting for me, and not just for money. It, it, she talks about shame overall, and uh, but there are books and that are specific about money shame. That I would encourage anyone to read, but I agree that talking with someone—maybe um, a therapist, uh, could just be a good friend, or your spouse or partner, or, like you said, a financial planner advisor like like us—and admit how you feel, because mm-hmm. that can uh, take the power away from the guilt and the shame if you admit and how you're feeling, and and. There is no, I always try not to judge about that because we all have our own journeys and our own backgrounds. And I have met people that I think a lot of their shame stemmed from growing up very poor. And their parents did the best they can. They kept them fed, kept them clothed. But that struggle of growing up poor, it just stayed in their DNA and it, it can hurt you on all sorts of levels. So mm-hmm. it could be, like you said, that they overcompensate by always picking up the check and being that big spender. So because they grew up poor, it's like, well, now I have some money, so I want to spend it, uh, but yet it puts their financial goals at risk because mm-hmm. they're spending money frivolously. And then I have other people that grew up poor or their parents were from the Depression, and now they're having trouble spending money and they've saved for so long, penny pinched for so long that it's hard for them to let go of it. And it's mm-hmm. hard for them to let go of, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a bag lady or eat cat food when I, I get older. So it can be either, either end of the spectrum.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think that's uh, a really great point thinking through, um, where people's money scripts come from. And I think I read, read a study that it's as early as like four years old, that people start wow. developing those money scripts. And yeah, it, it's funny how often I go through a conversation like this and start talking through someone's money beliefs. And that conversation comes back to it's like, you know what this is? This is like my dad. My dad used to do this. <laughs> And, and you suddenly realize that, oh, wow, that's where this comes from. And, and I, I, I don't think there's any shame in that. Um, well, maybe there's some shame in that, but there shouldn't be any shame in that. That should be something that you can recognize and figure out your own way to uh, become yourself, appreciate the way that you, you want to have that better relationship with money, and... Um, and not just, not just let that script that was developed 30, 40 years ago uh, be the driver of your wealth and how you spend it. Uh, and, and again, that could be both sides of overspending and over underspending. Uh, both of those are uh, challenges for people to overcome and, and recognize.
0: Yes, definitely. So my hope is that anyone that's listening to this episode um, after it's done, then you just take some time, some quiet time to think about your feelings with with money, with wealth, with spending, savings, all of those aspects that have to do with money. And think back to your past and how your parents perhaps formed your views. And then think about presently who you surround yourself with are they affecting uh, your feelings of self worth around money? And I'm not saying you need to change your friends or change your circumstance, but the first step is to just be aware uh, mm-hmm. of how it is affecting you and then get more clear on your goals and uh, what you want money to do for your life.
1: Yeah, that, that's, that's a great point. Um, and I, I think for for today, we'll wrap up uh, the conversation here and uh, look forward to talking to everyone here soon. Sounds great. Thank you for tuning in. Did you like what you heard? Are you go ready to go make major changes to your financial situation? Stop. Please do not proceed yet. Go talk to the professionals in your life that help you make financial decisions whether that's your attorney, your financial advisor, your mortgage broker, the person off the street. The comments here today may or may not be applicable to you in your personal situation. This was not intended to be personal financial advice for you.
0: But if you would like to talk one on one, this is Carrie Cook, and I'm the proud owner of What About Us Financial. I utilize environmental, social, and governance investing to help you invest in a better world. You can find out more at whataboutusfinancial.com. That's whataboutusfinancial, all spelled out.com. dot com.
1: This is Curtis. I run Quiet Wealth Management. I help retirees and working professionals execute independent solutions for their aspirations and personal circumstances. You can check out my personal website, curtisbailey.io, C-U-R-T-I-S-B-A-I-L-E-Y.io for more information.
0: Thanks again for tuning in.